Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas. Welcome back to another episode of the Equipping Podcast. This is Sam, and I am joined here today by Matthew. Hello. And Matt. Hey. And Randall. Hi. And we are uh, going to be talking through our equipping recap from this fall and a little bit of a look ahead to some upcoming equipping opportunities this next spring. Um, as we talk about equipping, one of the reasons we have a focus on this as a church is because our mission statement is to raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. So when we talk about raising up mature disciples, we think it is our responsibility as a church to help people engage with God's word, take it for what it is, and practically live that out and grow in our maturity as disciples and as disciple makers. So we have, um, we're going to talk through some of the classes that we've offered this fall. Um, and we're going to just discuss why we do those and a little bit of an overview of what that is and why it's a win um, for us to do those classes. And then a little bit of a look ahead at what we have upcoming this spring. So um, Matthew, if you want to give us an overview of Gospel Pathway, of what the class is, and yeah. um, why we do it. Yeah, I'd love to. So we've been doing Gospel Pathway. It was formerly known as a class called Steps, and we started that in 2017. But what we found is it's really a, um uh, intensive discipleship class. I would describe it as intensive because oftentimes you'll have your Bible studies on, on the gospel or on Jesus or some aspect of that or on relationship. And Gospel Pathway takes it a different way. So we go through the first four weeks, we talk about God the prize, sin the problem, Jesus the answer, faith the response, and then we talk about holiness the journey. And within holiness the journey is really an application of how sin the problem separates us from God the prize mm -hmm. and how Jesus is the solution. And so we, we walk through that for a long period of time. It's uh, 12 weeks long. So we have 11 videos. We have a 12th week that we add in there. Um, just to celebrate um, walking through the class. And uh, yeah, and then the last part, <clears throat> excuse me, the last part talks about um, just relationships and how to continue to fight for holiness in your life. So that's an overview of what Gospel Pathway is. Sweet. Awesome. Um, Matt, if you want to give us a, a high-level picture of the parenting class that we did this fall. Yeah, so we do a parenting class, and it's one of those things where I would love to spend like 20 weeks on parenting because I, th I think it, it would be worth it. But just trying to honor honor people's time, kind of make the main thing the main thing. But we spend four weeks uh, going through Paul David Tripp's book on parenting, and so it's a bunch of gospel principles. We bring in other passages in Scripture as well. But um, really what we want to do is kind of reframe people's view of parenting because I think a lot of people, Christians included, if you were to say, hey, what is your goal for parenting? Like, well, to raise a polite, well-behaved, well-mannered kid who is successful, who goes to college, who can take care of themselves, who moves out when they're 18 and um, makes me proud, right? It's like, well, actually, if those things happen, fine. But if those things happen and they go to an Ivy League college, get a great job, but they don't know Christ, that's a huge miss. And so just really helping parents see like you have an opportunity on a regular daily minute by minute basis to proclaim and display the gospel in your homes and that's your top priority as your kid. And then we just pray um, that God changes their hearts and he uses us as tools, as instruments 
in their lives to draw them close to himself. And that's what we want to do. And so, so really that, that reframes how we parent. I mean, that reframes what we give our time, energy, and attention to. And the cool thing about this book is there isn't like, Hey, here's 50 next steps. It's here's a handful of principles in which to operate from. And whether you're a parent of a one-year-old or a 17 year old, or you got a bunch of kids in your house, um, you can kind of apply those principles in various mm -hmm. ways to um, really see yourself as a huge discipler in your home and also see your home as a mission field. And your end goal is not to have a well-behaved kid. It's to have a kid who professes Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Sweet. Randall, biblical literacy. Biblical literacy. It's a Which favorite got... topic of mine. Um, yeah, so we did a four-week class on biblical literacy, just looking at the whole of Scripture. Why should we read the Bible? What is kind of the grand narrative looking through the lens of a gospel theme throughout the entirety of the Bible, then spend a week on how to read the Bible using some different um, tools, looking at context, talking about how to read different genres of scripture. And then the last week was talking about what it looks like to make your Bible reading something you do for the rest of your life. And so just looking at God's word as breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for correction, for training up in righteousness, and thinking through what would it look like if everyone in our church read their Bible daily? How would our church look? Um, and I think it would look a lot more like Jesus. And so, uh, yeah, just hoping that is helping people be encouraged to read their Bible, to be inspired to read their Bible, to um, find the God of the universe within those pages where it's God's invitation to know him is freely given to us through his word. And so hoping people are loving reading their Bibles. Sweet. And <clears throat> lastly, we have the everyday missionaries class, um, which used to be called the ambassadors class. And we've kind of rebranded that and repackaged it. But uh, in that class, our, our heart and approach there is, um, Kind of the, the idea that a lot of times when you boil down what a lot of people think Christianity is, it's church attendance and eternal salvation, um, which those are a piece of what following Jesus is, but not the whole. Um, so you go to 2 Corinthians 5.20, and that passage says, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God. Mm -hmm. And so that text really exposes this identity shift where following Jesus is, yes, there are, are eternal implications and there is a future hope and future glory that we're waiting for, but also there's implications for right now. We need to see ourselves differently. Our primary um, purpose in life is to, we've been a new creation, the old has gone, the new has come, um, and we've been invited into participating in this ministry of reconciliation with Jesus. And so our job is to go proactively to other people, imploring them to be reconciled to God, uh, and that's only through the work of Christ. <clears throat> and I love then that next passage there. For um, our sake, he made him who knew no sin um, to become sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. And so in that everyday missionaries class, we kind of walk through, okay, what does this identity shift look like? How should we think about other people with a gospel worldview? Um, and then what can we do to proactively um, engage in relationships for the sake of the gospel and for winning people to Christ and proactively pursuing them to um, 
yeah, consider Jesus. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about our heart behind these classes, why these classes. There's a ton of different classes that we could have done. Um, so why do we do this? Uh, Matthew, maybe if you want to talk through in Gospel Pathway, this has been now, is this the sixth time through what we, what steps in the now Gospel Pathway? Is yeah, we right? are pushing like number 10. Oh, 10. Yeah, okay. number 10. Right. It's been there crazy how. Yeah. So we were able to do it twice a year and um, just have really seen God grab the hold of hearts. Um, I think maybe this is a bigger subject, but I think I think a little bit has been lost with perhaps how we present the gospel today with, you know, we don't beg people to confess their sin. Mm-hmm. And so it's really an opportunity to address the sin that has both you've you've both committed, but also the sin that has come with you. Because if God is so stinking good, like we can't claim and the gospel claims, why did this happen to me? Mm. And I'm not telling you that we have the answer for that, right? I mean, God is bigger than us, but we can apply like there is a gospel, it does apply. And so trying to provide some hope, considering what what has happened. Now, certainly we can't erase periods of time in our life, but we might be able to transform how we mourn. Mm. And we might be able to transform. That might be a thorn we carry till the day we die and are in the presence of God. But there is hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so through this class, we've seen people develop habits for Bible reading. Like this class is a little bit different than the other classes, I think, in that we have everyday homework. Um, And again, we have this spot where we really examine ourselves for about three weeks um, and then we have people speak into our life in week eight. And so they have sat and listened. Our mentor has sat and listened and heard us share our stories, our griefs, our trials, our joys. And then they speak into our life and try to help us uh, be directed to like, what is the root of that sin? Like you, some people have come into our class and they're like, I got so many issues. There's no way you people can help me. And it's like, well, actually you, you have a heart issue. Hmm. And the gospel helps you. And so we've just seen God move through that in just tremendous ways and some very different crazy stories. And, and and again, I don't want it to be like, well, I don't have a crazy story, so it doesn't apply to me. Like, no, some of us with without as much crazy in our story, God has moved in their lives as well. Yeah, that's sweet. Matt, um, when it comes to parenting, why why a class on parenting? Yeah, I mean, I'll even back up because we're talking about classes next spring, and even and just like the importance of the family. So mm-hmm. you think about marriages, you think about about parenting, and um, I don't know anyone who would say I want my marriage to be really bad or I want to be a really bad parent. Right? I, I think we all want to have strong Christ in our marriages. We all want to be intentional parents, mm-hmm. and at the same time, we let other things get in the way of, of that happening, right? Or we have great intentions, yet we don't know what that actually looks like. Like, how does this functionally play out on a day-to-day basis in my home? And so really trying to help our church. I mean, I think between both of our campuses, we have probably 500 kids on a Sunday morning, right? We have a huge youth program. And so we have a ton of kids in our church. We have Mm -hmm. a ton of parents in our church. And I mean, today's day and age, you can be pulled in so many different directions and you can have great intentions as a parent, but you look at how you live your everyday life and a year or two or five goes by and like, I I didn't really do anything to be an intentional parent. And so we just really want to help parents say, here's a biblical framework. Here's kind of the the, the why behind parenting. Here's um, what your role and goal of a parent is. Now operate underneath that. Mm. And so we just want parents to, um, one, first and foremost, love the Lord and then parent out of the overflow of that. And so if we can 
um, kind of help parents see a handful of gospel truths that apply to parenting and then have them kind of in their heads, put two and two together. Like this is how this should play out in my home and actually apply what God's word says. That's going to be a huge win, not only for the families, but for our church and ultimately for our city and beyond. Yeah. Sweet. Randall, why do we want people to be biblically literate? Yeah, that's a great (laughs) question. Um, I think there are more people in our church that we, than we know of that struggle with reading their Bibles, whether it's, they struggle with the consistency of it. They struggle with knowing what to read or how to read, or they just struggle with understanding what they read. And the goal of this class wasn't like at the end of four weeks, you're going to know everything there is to know. Like you don't even have to read your Bible anymore because you're literate and you got it. (laughs) But it was to give people some tools for their tool belt and some a frame of reference around scripture to continue to grow in their Bible reading for the rest of their life. And so just knowing that all that we need for life and godliness is found in the pages of scripture. And it can be so, it is so helpful, not it can be, it is so helpful to our attitude, to our approach to life, to what we value, to our priorities, to how we do at our jobs and how we function in our home. Like all of that is found in the pages of scripture. Mm. And so just taking some misconceptions about the Bible Mm. or something that maybe some people see as hard to approach or hard to read and kind of taking away some of the mystery of that and making it really approachable, really practical um, and something that hopefully people are loving more and more each day. Sweet. Um, And so, yeah, when it, when it comes to everyday missionaries, um, the reason that we do this class is because there is an intentionality that each one of us as followers of Jesus needs to have in the way that we personally pursue closeness to Jesus and invite other people to do the same. Just think of uh, Jesus in his great commission to his disciples and to the followers at the time. It's a charge for them to um, live out the intentional pursuit of invitation for others to come along and to gather in and to join this. And um, so it's not just a, hey, this was a thing for the apostles to go and be Mm -hmm. teachers and to go and to baptize and um, to, to, yeah, make disciples. We like, we are all called to become disciples who make disciples. And so um, I think that the class and the way that we have it set up really just helps kind of have this identity shift where it is, it's not so much like him, being a missionary, yes, there is an intentionality for people who go overseas to go reach the unreached and go into all these, but there's, it's not just the unreached out there. There are unreached people amongst us. Every, it might be your neighbor. Yeah. It might be your child. It might be your coworker. It might be your spouse. Um, and so just that, like, we have small steps of obedience that we can do each and every single day in which we are living out the gospel, but then engaging in the relationships that we're already in for the sake of intentionally speaking the gospel. So it's, you know, the whole, um, the cliche saying like, preach the gospel and when necessary use words, which is trash. And that's not yeah. a thing you should live by. Um, cause we are all called to actually preach the gospel. <clears throat> yes. Demonstrate it. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Yes, demonstrate the gospel with your life and live a consistent 
like be somebody, not be perfect. We are not called to be Jesus, but we are called to be people who are submitted to God's word and to live authentically under the authority of scripture and as witnesses for Christ. But then we are also called to actually tell people that there is a God that they can know and that they can find redemption in Christ Jesus, that they can have life. Like Jesus came to give life and to give it to the full. Mm -hmm. And people are settling for life purposes and life identities that are far less and far superior and are temporary and they're unsatisfying, Mm -hmm. but true satisfaction can be found in Jesus. And that's not just a message that pastors and people in ministry share. Mm -hmm. That's a message that all of us as followers of Jesus share. So that's the intentionality and the purpose behind everyday missionaries. Um, I think I'd like to add a little bit to what I was saying about gospel pathway, going back to that is, is, one of the goals there too is to really provide like we do this thing in the middle of this hard part that I've alluded to is a call it's examination where we examine our hearts to see like where sin has again perverted our view of God. And so, and and it's so crazy how all our classes tie together. I mean, with God in his place, everything else falls into place. Mm -hmm. And so I think of, you know, this hard part I've alluded to in gospel pathway is what we should do really every week before we do communion. We should examine our hearts yeah. and see where sin has captured us mm-hmm. and we should address it because we can. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's, uh, let's maybe get a little bit more um, practical for you. So I think some of, the, some of the hard part about teaching in class is the own self-examination for the, like, I'm getting ready to get up here and talk about Bible reading. And like, I went two days last week where I wasn't personally in the Bible for myself. Like, how did that happen? I got busy and I Mm -hmm. like, you know, and we are, we are not perfect. Um, we do not have this all figured out. And so the easy thing would be for us to just feel condemned and unequipped to talk about it. And then we all just stay silent. But I would say when it comes to kind of each one of our areas, as we're talking about in our classes, as somebody who gets ready to, um, teach a class in a similar kind of way, like as, you know, you know, Matt, Matthew and I, as we get ready to preach a message, there's a lot of that personal, like heart work that gets done. Um, for you guys, what was something that you've taken away, um, either this round of classes or in the past, as you get ready to kind of work through some stuff, how have you been practically impacted by this content that we're talking about? I mean, every time I have done Gospel Pathway, and I'm a person that needs to do classes over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so I get that opportunity. And I just was counting on my fingers as you were talking. I think this is our 12th time doing this. Mm -hmm. And every time I do this class, God says, all right, let's start in this closet, okay? And let's go. Um, And I'm just like, good Lord, please, no. (laughs) Um, I mean, I've covered stuff, you know, from you know, battling lust, battling laziness, battling, uh, some food stuff, battling identity stuff. And I don't know exactly what God's doing with me now, but like I listen to these videos and I've listened to them a lot. Okay. So when we, the the gospel pathway, the class videos, yep. It's a video based class based off our gospel pathway series. We preached through in last year in the spring. And, um, Man, I watch this again, like even the first one, like God the Prize. And it's crazy to me because I know this material and I don't treasure God. Mm. And I, I it creeps into my life 
this, I just move away. In fact, I was looking for um, a quote that we use. I believe it's by D.A. Carson. It's like the human heart does not, I'm, I'm going to butcher it here, but the human heart does not coast towards godliness. We, we float away we from drift. godliness. Yeah, we, don't we don't drift, drift towards, towards godliness. godliness. There it is. Yes. Mm, so and, um, and that's been true. And so I'm watching these first four videos again, and I'm kind of sitting in the back of the room and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing it again. I drifted away. And, you know, we've, you know, we put this class together and so we did some video edits. And so I had rewatched all the videos and then I taught at a camp and I used gospel pathway as kind of the outline for this camp. And so I'd watched them then and I watched them last spring and I watched them the year before. And I'm just like, why do I drift away? Like, mm -hmm. why don't I treasure God? And so that was just, again, just a real convicting message in this season that really popped to me as well. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I've read a lot of parenting and marriage books and never once have I been like, oh, I totally get this. And, and, and I'm living this out perfectly. Right. And so, I mean, even I think as teachers, we, we approach this stuff, hopefully humbly, because we're just as convicted, if not more than the people in the class. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's a really good, good place to start from. But for me personally, so we have five kids and I can often get into um, how are they perceived by others and are they polite and are they respectful and are they trying hard and are they, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I can lose sight of the fundamental problem for every single kid born into the universe is that they are separated from a holy God. Mm -hmm. And so really just reminded time and time again, like when um, my kids do something or don't do something or they sin, it's like I got to parent in a way that gets to the heart issue um, that makes it a gospel issue rather than just trying to quickly fix a problem. I, I can very easily say, stop doing this, start doing this, go here, do this, stop, knock it off. And like walk away like, yeah, <laughs> figure that one out. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when you parent that way, nothing is solved long-term. Like that does nothing to get to their heart. And so um, just really being dependent upon the Lord and reminding yourself again and again, like you can't change your kid's heart. Mm -hmm. um, you have to rest in God and his grace and his yeah. sovereignty yet he has uniquely put you in a place to see your kids um, as people who can come to know him as Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And so how do you intentionally on a daily basis keep talking about the things of God and keep using situations and not seeing them as like burdens or inconveniences to yourself, but like these are opportunities to have Christ-centered conversations with a two-year-old or a 15-year-old or a however old your, your kids are. I'm I don't, I don't do that class. I didn't get a chance to do it, but I know Paul Tripp and the book that you guys are anchored out of. And I just, the Paul Tripp guys, he's got a mustache. He looks so suave. <laughs> and then he just gut punches you repetitively. Oh, I was going to go that, with like knife stabs. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to be that. a little less violent, but anyways, <laughs> um, but, but that, that calling, like even when he talks about like it being your own discipleship as yeah. you're trying to lead your children, like, I don't want any more work. Leave yep. me alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me just right. fix them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And just, I mean, really, even just in reading that material, I think you can go into a parenting class thinking my kids are the problem. How do I fix them? Mm. And Paul David Tripp does a very, very good job of showing you <laughs> that you are a problem. Yeah. You are a sinner. You're focused on yourself. Yeah. And what does it look like to rest in God's grace yeah. and then parent out of that? Yes. So oh, good. it's huge. So good. <laughs> yeah. I think for biblical literacy, 
my heart was not like, oh, let's do this class because we have it all figured out. I think the heart behind it was, let's do this class because it's the class that we need Mm -hmm. to. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that those of us at this table are like, oh, yeah, we can we can teach this because we know so much. It was like, no, we need to teach the class that we need to. And so, um, yeah, just operating out of the the knowledge that like our hearts cannot love what our minds do not know. And so we can claim to love God, but it's hard to love God when we don't know him and we have the opportunity readily available to us every single day to know him. And so, um, just helping people who have been following Jesus for a week or have been following Jesus for 30 years to start where you're at, not where you should be, but start. Don't just continue to kind of passively go through life without learning and knowing who God is to therefore grow your love Mm -hmm. and affections for him. And so, um, and then seeing it as a lifelong journey, it's like, Oh no, I'm not going to read through the Bible in a year this year and then arrive. It's like, no, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year, every single year for the rest of my life and still not reach the depths Mm-hmm. of what I can know about a good and holy God. Mm-hmm. And, but I want to, like, I want to mm-hmm. know more and I want to grow in that because it does stir my affections and it does help me write my priorities for all the other areas of my life. When would you say like biblical literacy, cause you were saved older in life. Correct? Older. Mm-hmm. So when would you say that you would eat? Not that like Mid-20s. who uses that word? Biblical yeah. literacy. I didn't say you were old. I just no, I, old. I, 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 I was in the like, <laughs> I'd give me the eye. But anyways, no. um, but so when would you say that that became valuable to you? Yeah. Um, so this idea of biblical literacy came to me. I was early. I was pretty young Christian still, a couple of years into being a believer. And I read a book um, by Jen Wilkin called Women of the Word mm-hmm. and completely changed the way that I read the Bible and approach Bible reading and was really helpful for me where before it was just like, this is something I know I should do, mm-hmm. but it's hard and I don't get it and I don't mm-hmm. understand. But then learning, what does it look like to be a student of the Bible? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where the the thoughts and ideas for biblical literacy first came from. That's good. Um, so Women of the Word by Jen Welkin, good shout out. Uh, unfortunate title, but a great book. And really, it, you don't have to be a woman to read it. Yeah, we should. We you, should just. We would recommend guys read it too. People mm-hmm. of the yes. word people, should yes. be the title. Read it, Jen. <laughs> write a new book. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she's tuned in, Sam. She's going to get this message. Oh, totally. Uh, that. So we actually we have a video that's going out to our leaders that I just talked to Jake about about like, hey, we should rewrite that and have it be an article too. And so um, the kind of the main point that Jake makes in this article that is coming out soon about reading our Bible is that we need to read to feed, we need to read to pray, we need to read to act. Which I was like, those are super helpful yeah. categories. Yeah. Like. It's not just about Bible knowledge. Like our our prayer life should center around our time in the Word. Yeah. Like our actions as followers of Jesus comes out of what we're convicted by. Like it's not a a static book of yeah. like history. Yeah. Like yeah. it is historical fact. This did happen. This has been written and recorded to us, but it's also got actively communicating with us yeah. now. Like yeah. it's living and active. Yeah. That's um, key because what you what the the Bible, and it's not just a list of rules and right. 
to get your head full of knowledge. This is not something so you can pass your history test or a Bible test if you're homeschooled like me, Sam. Uh, there's baggage with that laughter. But anyways. Um, we, love our, we love our homeschoolers. I just like to give Matthew a hard time. Yep. Yep, he does. Um, <laughs> so, Moving but on. but I mean, it it goes past that. Like because you see God's relationship. Well, the whole podcast isn't about this, but because you have how you see God interact, I can then mm-hmm. move, mm-hmm. and uh, it's powerful. It brings the Bible to life and encourages me to live. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I I got to sit in on a panel for the biblical literacy class and sit. Actually, I think I got more out of that class. As Me a participant <laughs> on the panel, but like Randall, I think one thing that you said that really like struck home with me was um, the way that you've structured your morning to be able to intentionally spend time with Juniper mm-hmm. and like time in the words that she sees that. I'm sure that doesn't happen every, every day, day. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that is a helpful thing where like it takes more work and more intentionality, but it is like, this is. It's not just for us, but like our engagement with God's word can be helpful to those that we're trying to love and to care for, Mm -hmm. whether that's children or other family Mm -hmm. or people that were like, we don't open up the Bible to like know everything and have all the right answers. It's God in communication and working. And that's how like all of these classes, like Matthew said, they're connected. Like reading my Bible makes me a better everyday missionary Mm -hmm. and reading my Bible makes me a better parent Mm -hmm. and parenting is there's so much you can learn about parenting from being in the word. And there's so much about parenting that you can learn from doing a self-examination and examining the sin in your heart and what is an idol. And maybe my kids are an idol and that's something that is revealed to me through gospel pathway. And they're they're just, it's all connected because it's all about God. Yeah. Yeah. There's one source for all of this. And, and that is our, our goal. That is the prize. So Sam, what did you learn about yeah. God as you prepared for this, ambassadors uh, or not ambassadors? Everyday, everyday missionaries class. Yeah, sorry. Right. We change we change words. We have lists of words and change titles of things, and <laughs> it's okay. It happens. Change is constant. Welcome yeah. to Veritas Church. Um, everyday missionaries class. So I was I was there for um, week two, and um, that was like we were talking through this uh, approach of like how the gospel changes us with with our worldview. And the one thing that really stuck out to me as I was like preparing for it and getting ready to talk through it was just this, like the reality of the gospel is that like God can take the most evil, sinister, vile person and radically change their life with the message of Jesus Christ. And we have to believe that Mm -hmm. like we can't withhold that from the person who has sinned against us and has committed unspeakable acts or what like we think is the worst person in the world. Like, the gospel can save them too. Amen. Just like the gospel provides healing for us mm-hmm. in the sin that was committed against us or the, the atrocities that we've been exposed to, we have to believe that the gospel can also have the same transforming power that it took. Even if we don't have the crazy story of I was, you know, but you were dead in your trespasses right. and yeah. sins, yeah. but God being rich in the love with which he loved you no. brought you to life in yeah. Christ. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. That is true of every single sinner, mm-hmm. and that can be true for the person that you um, might have a problem with, might no. have greatly no. sinned against you, mm-hmm. and that does not excuse that, but like the gospel can transform them and can repair that relationship, and mm-hmm. yeah, just that was a that was a I 
wasn't like I, I know that and right. I, I speak that and I mm-hmm. live that. But like in teaching that class, I think in our conversation and that was a sweet, that was a great class to be a part of a great conversation. And like, yeah, our classes are not like we've got it all figured out. Lecture format. It's a lot of conversation mm-hmm. and people asking questions and um, group dialogue and processing through stuff. But um, that really impacted me. And just that reminder of like, that is our hope. Our hope is that God is still at work now mm-hmm. with the same message that has impacted and transformed us. Like we get to bring that to other people. Yep. And that's so beautiful and motivating. And like, that should not be, that should not be like an easy pill to swallow. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like God's still changing people. Yeah. Like, yep. This is sweet. Mm-hmm. God is still changing people. Let's you know. go. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's sweet. Um, so a little bit of like, as we look for equipping in the future, <clears throat> we look into the spring. So this spring we'll have marriage 201, we'll have mature disciples, we'll have gospel 101, and then we'll have deeper dives again. Um, and we'll also have another round of gospel pathway. So as we look ahead at some of the stuff upcoming and maybe things that are even down the road in some of the classes and things that we gather together for equipping, um, what are your guys' hopes for like, we're not, we're not just like doing stuff. We're not just like putting on events or being like, we need to fill class times or slots. Yep. Like what's, what's our hope for equipping? Yeah. I kind of have mixed emotions with equipping and I'll, I'll tell you why. So <laughs> on, on one hand, you can look at our classes and be like, well, we, we have more participation this year than we did last year and we had more participation last year. So, so we're trending in the right direction, which is like, oh, that, that's great. Um, and we've tried to make our classes and deeper dives and things like, like that be be deep yet accessible, kind mm-hmm. of trying to find that balance. And so on one hand, I'm encouraged by increased participation year over year over year. On, on the other hand, it's like I think we have maybe about 10% of our regular Sunday attendance participating in classes. So that's one of those things where what, what is my, my hope? My, my hope really is that people see the value in learning more about our great God and rearrange their schedule accordingly. Yeah. Um, so – I know if we were to go to our average Veritas attender, hey, show me your calendar. It'd be like, wow, you got a lot of stuff going on and you have things every night and you have kids. And yes, I totally get that. I'm, I'm in the same boat there. Um, but I, I just want our people to value learning about God and then orienting their schedule accordingly. So as we look ahead to the spring and we look ahead to deeper dives and things like that, I, I hope our church takes those seriously and rearranges things to make those a priority. Mm-hmm. I think just um, Romans 12 saying, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind where like when we're learning something, when we're renewing our minds, we are then able to fight against the pull into worldliness. And when you look at your calendar, like, is it worldly? And so what does it look like then to be transformed? Ouch. And is it worldly? Mine is. Is yours? I'm not showing you mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's good. But that's like, true. I mean, what's your priority? Yeah. yeah. Is no. your calendar showing you that you have a worldly priority? Yeah. What would it look like if being transformed by the renewing of your mind was a priority? Yeah. And you could be pulled more into sanctification than worldliness. Mm-hmm. This is a good list. Oh my goodness. Uh, Marriage 201, I'm a huge fan. Gospel 101, that's a big deal. And Maturing Disciples. I think just echoing what you two have already said, just 
I fear for some of you out there, and maybe the people I fear the most for won't listen to this, but I fear that you're disappointed in God because you've never leaned into him. And so if he's God of the universe, if he is really this great and this gospel is so good, but you don't understand it, like you don't understand it, you don't apply it. You, it's just Sunday morning church. You have to get up early. You have to miss some of the NFL. Like you have to miss stuff for it. And that's all it is for you. And you, you, you haven't tasted and seen that the Lord is mm. good. And so this is going to take a night of the week. And I can guarantee you in gospel pathway, crazy stuff happens to people who try to show up at gospel <laughs> pathway. And I, I would bet the exact same thing for any one of these classes listed. Your new car won't start. Your kids will go insane it's crazy. You will have COVID. I mean, it's just one thing after another. And well, all of those things have happened. Tires yeah. blow yes, on the exactly. way to class. New cars, dead batteries. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like just a challenge. Like I would want as your pastor, as a pastor here to plead with you, like God is good. Like come and hang out and learn more about him. Um, certainly we hope our classes aren't painful. We give away coffee. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Some of them have to bring treats, you know, but I mean, hopefully it's not painful, but really a desire a pleading like God is good and he's exciting. We think so. And here's an opportunity for you in one way, shape or form to dive in and, you know, and, and even encourage your marriage practically or encourage your knowledge level on who God is and what it actually means. It means something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and just looking at the more we know about whose we are, the more we can learn about who we are. And so just the pursuit, it's kind of like philosophically, like the great question is like, who am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What am I for? Yeah. What, what am I here for? What's my purpose in life? And I was like, well, once you know whose you are, you can answer those questions more readily. Yep. I think one of the things that I'm, I'm just thinking about in like the intentionality and vision and hope is that this isn't just like a thing for you. Um, but the reason that we do classes and do equipping things is really about investing in like allowing people to have opportunities for them to invest time in their relationship with the Lord Hmm. into like, Hey, how can I grow? How can I help somebody else grow? Like, that's why I love like connection groups that will people from connection group or friends from other connection groups will attend a class together. And like just seeing that like shared experience and having like people going, utilizing classes and uh, things that we do at church to like go deeper in relationship with people Mm -hmm. that they're connected or make new relationships. Like if you're looking to get connected, like serve or attend a class like that, if that's where you're at right now, um, I just think that there's, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it should be a priority. Um, but it's also, it's easy to not prioritize it. Yep. As, I think that's the thing that we've, we've tried to kind of wrestle through and like, like Matt, what you were talking about, making things accessible where it's like, okay, let's, let's try a four week class. Like, but, yeah. but not like lo- not playing to the, like people are going to miss people. Things happen. Yep. You, know, you, you mean, you mean, to, you want to sign up, you mean to do it, but something, your life change. We get that. I'm yep. not trying to shame anybody for that, but also the, the reality of like, just like my Monday night connection group is not a surprise every single Monday night, unless it was a week off like this week. Um, like put it on the calendar, yeah. prioritize, like don't say yes to other, like you saying yes to, all of the kids, like 
all of the kids' sporting events and all of the different activities and every single function, every single extra work thing that you can – like you saying yes to all of those things is a no potentially to your spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we should sacrifice our work responsibilities or responsibilities to family, but – but really consider what we are investing our time into. Like, is it worth at the end of the day, like 12 hours over the course of a month above and beyond one time a year to invest a little bit extra into your relationship with your church, with your Lord? Like, I would say yes. And this is a good time to insert that Gospel Pathway is 12 weeks of Yeah, memory. Gospel yes. Pathway is a lot longer. It That's intentional. Multiple hours a week. And it is a commitment um, that has that has transformed lives. It's it's yeah. a sacrifice yeah. of significant time. As much as the four week classes are as well, this yeah. is a twelve week commitment with a couple different touch points a week. So yeah. be aware of that up front. Yeah. It's really That's worth sweet. it, though. Really worth it. Um, as we're talking through, I was just thinking. So we will have. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, we will have resources that have been in the resource center and probably still in there. Um, so the book that kind of is the additional recommended thing for the uh, everyday missionaries class is evangelism as exiles by Elliot Clark. Randall had a recommendation for this book, a short guide to reading the Bible better by George Guthrie. That's out there in the resource center. And then parenting Paul David Tripp. Um, that's yeah, that book Best parenting book I've ever read, by by far. One of my children is, yeah. is named no. Trip because of this book. <laughs> <laughs> the other two are Paul he does David. Not have no, a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Paul David and Trip. No. Man, he's uh, if I ever meet him, he's going to rebuke me. He's like, you, you shouldn't name your kid ever me. Yep, it's fine. Um, but he'll do it gently, and then it will come across as a punch. <laughs> Matthew, do you do you have anything like that? outside of gospel pathway that you think would be kind of like for somebody, maybe, maybe past people who have gone through the class or like by the time this comes out, I think your class will just about be wrapping up right before Thanksgiving, right? November 28th. Okay. So this will, this will come out right before it. Uh, so like what would be a recommendation to your class? Um, so what's interesting about gospel pathway is in the class we try to like, threaten. We threaten our leadership team that I'm on. I'm part of the problem. And we threaten our mentors in love and say, don't bring any other material into the class because there's a workbook that goes mm-hmm. along with it. Um, but as something that you could consider is by Timothy S. Lane and hey, Paul David Tripp, hey, um, the book, How People Change. Mm. Um, I'm not just interested in pursuing your lies. I'm not just interested in pursuing your alcoholism. I'm not just interested in pursuing your anger. Those things come from somewhere else. And ultimately it comes from your heart. And so this book is a really great picture of, uh, it's it's a bit dense, but a really great picture of pursuing the heart of the people that you're engaged with. Um, because it's a heart issue, and we have the hope of the gospel that really addresses the heart issue. So that that's a resource that I would recommend to all. Sweet. The Peacemaker book by Ken Sandy was oh, a yeah, great really follow-up right for me yeah. after I took Gospel Pathway. That was a sweet book to read right yeah, afterwards, really um, just to kind of continue on the path that I had started through Gospel Pathway. What author did you say? Ken Sandy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, know. I heard Paul. Paul David Tripp. Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul Sandy? No, just no. kidding. Uh, anybody have any, any closing, closing words here? Any encouragement? 
No. I just want to encourage you, like I mean, alluded to earlier, lean into the Lord. You know, we mm-hmm. spend a lot of time investing in baseball. We spend a lot of time investing in soccer. We spend a lot of time reading up and studying other things or perusing various, you know, conspiracy theories on YouTube. And man, if you could just oh, capture some that of that, that, was a, that was a personal that confession. Is what that was. I don't watch any conspiracy theory, anything. Okay. <laughs> But um, I just watch homeschool videos. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, <laughs> um, but here's an opportunity. Like, just we want to invite you, invite you to come and learn more about God, and come in as a skeptic too. Like, come to the table. Let's sit down. Let's study the Word through these different uh, categories. And let's point out, like, how does God apply to parenting? How does God apply to life? Um, how does God address the sin issues, the baggage that I've been dealing with for 20, 30, 40 years? Like, do I have to be bitter until I go to my grave? Like, no, there's freedom. And um, and this is just a little brief opportunity to come in and hopefully see what the Spirit does, see how you can experience God. Mm-hmm. I just continue to think of the analogy it's from the week one video in gospel pathway but just of the shirt um you're buttoning up your shirt and you get to the bottom and it's not right like you've missed a button somewhere and just the that analogy of like you have to get the first button right for all of the other buttons to line up you have to get god right in your life for all of the other things to line up. And so when you're struggling with anger, when you're struggling with anxiety, when you're struggling with finances, when you're struggling with all of these other things, that's not what you've gotten wrong. It's not that I can't figure out how to budget or spend my money. That might be part of it, but it's because I haven't gotten God right. And that, so the, the issue that you're going through, the thing that you're facing is secondary to who God is and what he has done. That's good. I just think we say a disciple of uh, Jesus grows in their knowledge of God, right? And so learning is about being familiar with and shaped by the truths of Scripture. And so I would just encourage you, don't let another year go by to where it's like, I didn't learn anything more about God. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's an endless amount of things to learn and appreciate about him and grow your affections for him. So just do that. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be doing for eternity. So you yes. might as well get started now. You know? Amen. There you go. Little little shameless plug there, guys. Let's go. That'll preach. All right. Uh, Church, it is essential that we as God's people are equipped to do what God is calling us to do. So we need to lean in. Um, That's why we emphasize training and have that high value of encouraging us to live on mission for God's glory, to be made known, to be displayed, um, to walk in obedience to what scripture says. Um, and ultimately that's, again, that's how we live out our mission. Like raising up mature disciples is not something that we're going to make you do. Um, it's something that we get to invite you into. So let's be a church who takes that seriously. Let's focus on the fact that God has called us together um, for his glory to be revealed, for our good, and for the mutual encouragement of one another. So, yeah, just I would encourage you to take a class, find a way to engage, um, go deeper, take God more seriously this next year. Let's continue to grow. So um, we love you guys. And, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We will see you later. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritaschurch.org and put podcast in the subject.